So, hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the founders of Trinity Transformation and the creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, you can go to fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to answer the question, how to get out of a weight loss rut when you're over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity podcast. So first of all, when we're talking about this rut, what does this kind of look like, Ben? We speak to people every day on the phone and we hear about this all the time, don't we? Yeah, like we work um, exclusively with women, women who are over 40 who are looking to, to lose weight. That's kind of our speciality. And we speak to so many women who have been kind of steadily gaining weight for a period of years. It could be that they've gained weight over the past couple of years. It could be it's been five years. It could be 10 years. It depends on the individual. But usually this happens after some kind of significant life event, whether that was having kids, whether that was menopausal, whether that was an injury, relationship struggles, family issues, job problems, illness, anything. Something usually happens which triggers a person's weight to start to increase. Um, and the women that we speak to, usually they haven't been able to get this weight up. This is why they try and they come to us and they ask us for help. And they may have tried some of the normal things, you know, slimming groups or PTs or online programs or gym classes, whatever. But those things just haven't been working anymore. And the reason that they're not seeing results is either because A, they've not been able to stick to those things for long enough for them to work, either because of a lack of motivation, lack of time, lack of energy, um, because of the commitments they have with their work and their family, or they've been trying some of these different approaches but nothing's been working anymore. What used to work for them, you know, 10, 20 years ago, doesn't seem to be having the same effects anymore. And because of that, a lot of people get into the situation where they decide, right, well, nothing's working for me, so I'm not gonna try anything new. I'll just try and solve this by themselves. And the problem is that kind of, that rarely works. That rarely works. It leaves a lot of women in the position where they've got all of these lovely clothes in the wardrobe, I hear this time and time again, that they can't fit into and they wish they could fit into. And then they're in the position where they don't want to buy new clothes because they've already got loads of nice clothes they can fit into and can't face buying clothes a couple of sizes bigger than they want to be. And then they can struggle with their, their mood, their self-esteem. That can start to affect their relationships, their family life, everything else. Women can end up in a position where they're, they're hating having their photos taken, they're dreading going on holiday, and they're just feeling completely stuck and wondering if they'll ever be able to, to get this weight off. And it's not a nice situation to be in at all. And the reality is that for most people, it's not really their fault because nobody teaches women how to solve this problem. Nobody teaches women when they're stuck in a rut with weight loss, where none of the normal things have been working, where they're not seeing results, even though they've been trying, how to actually solve that problem. And the, I think the, one of the reasons because of this is because the diet industry is basically focused on eating and exercise. They just tell people, what, like, do some workouts, eat this food. But the real issue is actually not really related to either of those things. And because nobody's teaching people how to solve this real issue, that's why all of these women are stuck in this position. And that's why you may be stuck in this position now if you're listening to this. Yeah, if you relate to this, if, if you're listening to this, I know a few people are watching live and you relate, just comment below and say, like, I relate in some way or, uh, you know, give it a thumbs up at the very least if you're busy, if you're driving or something. Probably shouldn't be watching if you're driving. But <laughs> the... yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. The point is, 
as Ben's saying, this is not a fitness issue at its core. It's like, consider the fact that the quality of your decisions that you make actually dictate the quality of the results you get in your life. So we'll give you some different examples of this, but ultimately it's more of a decision-making problem than it is a fitness problem. The fitness problem is like the surface level, like the tip of the iceberg, but below that there's a load of decisions that have led to this position where people are stuck, whether it's post having children, whether it's since, you know, going through an illness or an injury or some other life event, it could be a breakup, it could be, you know, starting a new job where people are stuck in a rut. And as Ben said, they're not fixing it themselves. So if the quality of the decisions kind of dictate the quality of the results you see in your life, Ben, what kind of examples do you see, you know, in the people we coach and, you know, in life in general, that kind of a, a good way of explaining this or demonstrating this? So one, one good example is a very, very simple one. It's the first thing that you, you know, a lot of people choose to do in the morning, um, whether they choose to go to work or whether they choose to lie in bed. And if you, I mean, everybody with a job pretty much chooses to go to work, otherwise you lose your job. Um, so you've got that decision that you can make, which is either you choose to go to work and get paid or you choose to lie in bed and get fired. That's a, that's a very, very simple one. Make a bad decision there, you end up with no money and no job and your life will go steadily downhill. And I think the interesting thing with that one is that a lot of people would say, I don't have a choice in that scenario, right? They say, yeah, they would. Oh, no, but it's different with my job because I have to go to my job. But like, we coach a lot of people on stories and on decision-making and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of the time we say we have to do something when we, we don't really have to, right? Like if, if someone put a gun to your head and said, or to your child's head and said, I'm going to pull this trigger. If you go to work, you'd probably be like, okay, I'm just not going to go to work today, which means you don't have to, obviously that's an extreme example, but you don't have to, but a lot of people see it as they have to go to work. Whereas, you know, they don't see looking after themselves or, you know, committing to some new approach with fitness as a decision they have to make. And that's half the problem. I think they see it as an option, whereas work is not seen as an option. Hence why a lot of people we coach have good jobs. They earn good money. You know, they've got great careers because they see that as something they have to do. And that's half the battle is realizing or making that decision to go, this is something I will always do and I'll commit to doing every day. And most people commit to going to work because they feel they have to, and they get enough leverage on themselves, like we talked about last time, that there's enough money on the line that if I don't go to work, I can't pay my bills, I can't look after the family, I can't go on the holidays I want to, so I have to make this decision to go to work. Whereas there's not much on the line to make them make the decision to work out or to make a better food choice or to cook a healthy meal or to learn how to do with those things. So that's, that's kind of my take on the work stuff. What would you say, Ben, about, about you know, other, other examples of, of decisions that people make every day that either work or don't work? So, yeah, another decision that, you know, you may be faced with is whether you apply for a job or you apply for a promotion or you stay in the same role forever. So what was the first job I ever had? The first job I ever had was unloading tables and chairs from lorries and fitting them in places. I fitted all the tables in Nando's in Leeds. At some point... <laughs> I had to make a decision that I didn't really want to be fitting the tables in Nando's and Leeds. I mean, there's nothing wrong with fitting tables. 
but it wasn't something I was really passionate about. It wasn't something I really enjoyed. I wanted to progress and do something else, which has led me to um, doing exactly what I do now, which I really enjoyed. So at some point I had to either decide to leave the role I was currently in and go after something different or do nothing and just stay in the same job that I, I'm in forever. So that's another decision that you may have to make. Yeah, and a lot of people kind of make a similar decision despite making, you know, always going for those better jobs and wanting that career progression with fitness. A lot of people are making that same decision to keep going to fit tables in Nando's effectively. They go, you know, I did Weight Watchers when I was 30 and, you know, it's a pretty basic approach, let's be honest. Um, Maybe it worked then, maybe it didn't. And then they probably did it again and again or Slimming World. And then they go back and they go, I'm going to go and fit tables in Nando's again. I'm just going to go and do that thing that used to work for me in that stage of my life. You know, like maybe when you were 16 or 18, the pay from fitting tables in Nando's was like, oh, this is fairly good. You know, I can buy my rollerblades or my bike or, you know, fix my car with that money. But now let's say you're 50, that's not going to cover the costs and it's not going to be a good decision. Yeah, with fitness, I see a lot of people, I'm sure you get the same thing on the people you speak to, who are making the same decision to do the same thing 20 years ago and still doing the same thing and being surprised when they get a different result. And it could be either they're deciding to do the same thing or they're deciding to to kind of do nothing about it. So you see some people who are kind of putting in some kind of effort with their fitness. A lot, one thing I hear a lot of the time is, you know, I'm, I'm eating healthy. I eat healthy and I walk the dog and I do my 10,000 steps a day. So I'm just gonna keep doing that. They just keep doing that same thing. They don't decide to do anything different, but like regardless of the fact that their weight is slowly creeping up with that approach, which again is like staying in that dead end job that you don't wanna be in. At some point you've gotta say either, is this working or is this not working? And then make a different decision. Yeah, and another one I hear loads is like, especially busy, people are kind of in the high up in their career often have more work that they can possibly do. And they, they sit at home, you know, it's seven, 8 PM. They know they haven't done the exercise. They know it's not healthy for them. They know it's taking a toll. Their weight's going up. Their joints are hurting. They've got no energy, but because they're kind of in that rut, they make the decision to sit in front of the TV, you know, put the TV on, work on their laptop, maybe have a glass of wine that turns into a few glasses of wine rather than do a workout. So they've made that decision again to keep working rather than to start looking after themselves again. So, you know, as you said, they might have walked the dog, they might have eaten relatively healthy, but then they're having a glass of wine, they're not doing any exercise, and funnily enough, they're not seeing any results again. And that's a decision. I think, again, a lot of people feel like they have to. They feel obliged to do that. But I've said this too. I've said this at some point. My girlfriend's been like, can we like, can you stop working so we can hang out? And I'm like, no, I have to, I have to answer all my emails before I can stop. It's not the truth, but I feel, I feel in that situation or I've at least convinced myself temporarily that I don't have a decision. I have to answer all of these emails or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's a big part of it, isn't it? Is we take ourselves, we take the responsibility away from ourselves by saying I have to. Yeah. Like I have to do this. I hear this a lot as well from people. I have to work, you know, 70 hours a week cause I've got to pay the bills. And you've got to kind of question it, haven't you? Like I, I've, I've said the same thing, like you were saying, I have to finish this job or I have to, you know, have to do work on the weekend because yeah. I haven't finished it in the week. But really, if I was more productive in the week and I didn't give myself that option, I made the decision that I only work in the week, I'd probably get all my work done in the week and not work at the weekend. 
and I am better at doing that now. But there was a time where I'd just work all day and night and the weekends, like 16 hours a day on growing this business. And it wasn't even productive. My fitness did suffer. Like I was probably the least fit I've been in my 20s at that point. And the business wasn't even doing that much better. And that was all because of a decision to just continue working, continue working, continue working, continue working. Because that was the thing, you know, that was the easiest decision to make at that point. It was the easiest one to justify. And we had, again, if you have no leverage on that, like now I pay, I pay to go to CrossFit, 110 pounds a month. I book a class and if I don't go to it, I also lose, get fine. So I've kind of invested a lot of money in that. I funnily enough now go and do my fitness much more again. I'll make that work around my work. So I guess that makes making the decision easier. That's one thing that makes it easier for me is just to put that money behind it. And then I go, I don't want to waste my 110 pound a month. I'm going to show up. What other kind of decisions, you know, are going to be relevant here? Um, one of the, I just, just to going back to the people, when people say, you know, I have to, I have to work 70 hours a week because I need to pay the bills kind of thing. In those situations, the reality is there's a lot of different choices they can make, but they don't want to see those as choices. For example, let's say somebody has a massive house and they have a huge mortgage on it, and they're having to pay loads and loads each month in order to keep this house and live in this house. And they like to have a certain lifestyle. There is a decision there if you're working, I don't know, let's say, yeah, you're working 70 or more hours a week. You could realistically decide to sell the house, move into a smaller house, which is still completely fine for your needs, pay less mortgage each month and be able to take a job where you work less hours. Like that decision, it does exist, but people don't like to see that as a, even an option. If they, there's a lot of options, but they're a bit too, they're kind of too painful for somebody to even consider in a way. So and they feel, like they, they feel like they're stuck. They feel like they don't have these choices when in reality they do have these choices, which is one thing. And isn't the reason we like as humans, not pointing the finger at anyone, we're all the same. We don't want to admit we're wrong. That, we don't exactly, want, yeah. that's painful for us to say, actually, I've made the wrong decision here. It's like yeah. being in a relationship, you know, I'm sure we've all been there where you're in a relationship and you kind of can tell it's not going that well, but you don't want to admit that it's the wrong decision. So you stay in that situation because you're like deep down, you know, that then coming out of it would have admitted that you've wasted, potentially wasted the last three or four years of your life or however long it may be. So it's the same thing, like in, in the commitment to your finance finances and even in a job role, maybe you don't even truly love it or whatever it is. It's a painful thing to have to admit to yourself. And a lot often we'll wait until there's a problem before that thing will end, whether it's like a health problem. So then we're like, Oh, I've got to now do something about my health, a relationship problem where you're like, Oh, now this is actually a glaring problem. I'll do something about it. But it's much easier to actually just be open to the fact that actually everything, almost everything in our life is a decision that we have made that have got us here and taking responsibility for that is, is key if you ever want to change it. Yeah. And you basically, you either make decisions or the decisions get made for you. So when I was work, like before we did Trinity and I was working in uh, engineering, I really didn't enjoy the job that I was in at all. It was like miserable. It was making me really miserable. So the decision was made for me because it got to the point where it was like the job was making me so miserable. I had to go to my doctors and say like, I'm feeling really like miserable at the moment in my current life situation. He sent me to go and speak to some counselor guy and the guy was basically like, all right, so why don't you just leave your job then? 
why don't you just leave your job and figure something else out? And I was like, well, I can't leave my job. And he was like, well, is that really the truth? The reality is I had at that point enough savings in my bank account to probably have lived for like two or three years without a job. Mm. Yeah, I was convincing myself that like that wasn't an option for the same weird reason. And sometimes you need to get to a point where either life makes that decision for you, it get things get so bad that you're forced to make a decision, which is not necessarily the nicest place to be. Because by the time things have got so bad, it's harder to climb out of a you know hundred meter deep well than it is to climb out of a little tiny one foot high puddle. Um, so yeah, you either the decision will be made for you when you burn out or your life goes your life goes to shit or you get some health issues or whatever, whatever is the consequences of your, of your current behavior, or you can take action and you can start making good decisions so that you don't have to fall down these big, big deep holes of, for example, gaining loads of weight steadily over, over the years, which is a big hole to climb out of. Yeah. And I guess the easiest way to kind of figure this out is go, if you're not happy, like you basically said there, yeah. in a certain area you've got to consider the possibility that actually you've been making a poor decisions That's in that it. area you need to make some better decisions in that area whether that is finding someone new to help you with that problem you went to a counselor you you know i've invested in in counseling as well in the past for the same reason that something wasn't working find someone who actually knows how to fix the problem and go to them and ask and if the same thing doesn't work try something else so i'm sure you've tried multiple different things like it's not necessarily the first thing you go to solves the problem. Like we've hired a marketing coach for business, met different marketing coaches, actually probably quite a few different ones at different times when we've needed to solve a different problem. We haven't used the same coach that taught us the same thing originally. So one taught us how to write good emails. We then hired a different coach to help us to, you know, create better Facebook ads and the strategy around that. We haven't gone. Okay. You know, now we need to grow to the next level or, or, or fix this new problem we're encountering. Let's hire the same coach that just does one thing again. You know, you've gone to different people or different things. And it's the same, I think, with fitness that a lot of people will go, you know, I'm just going to keep going back to the same thing, you know, whether that was Weight Watchers or going to do gym classes. And it's even more significant in fitness because your body changes as you get older. You know, your hormones shift, your lifestyle shifts as well the stuff that works for you in the past isn't necessarily going to work for you in the future. So you might have to make a different decision if you want to get a different result at this point. If now Weight Watchers or Slimming World or Shakes or whatever it may be is not working for you anymore, or if it did work, but you regained all the weight, probably also another sign. It didn't really work. Mm. I think as well, like you, I think everybody knows deep down when they've not, when they're not making the right decision, when you're something's not working in your life, there's just this feeling inside that like, I know something's not right at the moment. I'm not happy. Things are not quite right, but you just sort of keep plodding on with it. Usually like deep down, we know what the solution is. Like with the, that leaving the job situation, I knew I needed to leave that job, but I was just, uh, just deciding not to make that decision. I think it's kind of a lot of the time we kind of lie to ourselves like, Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. It's not that bad. It will get better. You know, I can solve this. I can fix this. It's all right. I can handle it until eventually you can't. But like if you'll, you'll know if something's not right in your life. Yeah. And I think as, as high achievers as well, if you are in that kind of position, you feel like you strive for lots. Mm. It can feel, you can feel almost ashamed to ask for help with stuff. I know I certainly would. So like 
you can have that feeling inside. You're like, you know, something's not right, whether it's fitness wise, whether it's relationship wise, whether it's career wise, but going to someone for help for it can seem like admitting that you're not good enough or you're a failure or you, there's something that there's something wrong with you or you're weak. I know anyway. I, so it takes a lot of courage to then be like, okay, actually I need to stop kidding myself that I can do this on my own. And I guess, again, the easiest way to say, can you do this on your own or not is to go, are my results working? Yes or no. Am I getting the results I want right now? Yes or no. If I'm not, I probably need to make a different decision or a better decision and try something else. Yeah. And the, the reality is if, if you, if you could do stuff, if you could do something on your own, you would have already done it is how it is the reality. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be stuck and unable to do it if you were able to do it um, on your own. I think also the another thing that stops people from wanting to, from being able to make those decisions is, is the admitting you're wrong to yourself, but it's also worries about how you'll be perceived to others if you make that decision. So for example, you know, leaving your job and moving to a lower paid job, that's going to have an impact on, you know, people are going to have opinions from your close family members, co-workers, friends, parents, all of those people are going to have an opinion on that decision. And if you perceive like, oh, well, what if I leave that job? And then suddenly, you know, you get these thoughts that spiral out of control. What if nobody like cares about me anymore? Now I'm not in this powerful job or whatever it is, whatever decision it is. Um, it can be, yeah, other people's opinions can make it very difficult to make that decision. And again, that's, that kind of takes courage to say, actually, you know, I, I, need, I know what's right for me. I need to do what's right for me in this situation. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. When, for example, when I left my engineering job, both Ben and I had engineering jobs. I was at McLaren. It's like a fancy company, you know, has racing heritage in Formula One. I remember telling people I was going to leave this job and some people had got quite invested into the fact that I had this job and was going to be there. Like my, um, say nothing bad about them, but my ex-girlfriend's parents announced to the whole party once when I was at their house of all of their friends that I was going to be an engineer at McLaren. And, you know, six weeks into my job, I decided to quit. And I had like the weight of that. And, you know, other people around me thinking that I'd finally sort of made it or like I was going to finally like settle down. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I'm actually going to go live in the Midlands with Ben with no salary, really. Which He's going to help support me through that and try and make a fitness business on the Internet, which no one understood work. And then obviously it's an easy decision when you're younger and when you have less at risk. So we're not saying you have to quit your job with this. That's not the point of this podcast at all. But the point is sometimes, as Ben said, there will be people who they've got invested almost into your journey, whether it's your parents, as Ben said, or you know, your partner, whatever. And you may have to do something different that may make them question it. You know, sometimes people's partners or friends will be like, oh, you don't need to do anything about your fitness. You're fine as you are. Why, why would you need to lose weight or anything like that? Or why do, why do you need to you know, spend money on this. You can just find everything you need on the internet. And as Ben said, if that was working, if that did work, you'd already have the results or be well on the way to your results. Mm. The reality is a lot of us, us included, get a lot more from making the decision to do something where there's money on the line, there's accountability, so there's kind of pride on the line, um, and there's support so that you have it when something there when you need it. It's the reason we, we invest a lot of our 
uh, money back into from the business into developing it into hiring coaches we've hired coaches for hiring we've hired coaches for marketing we've hired coaches for sales we've hired them for um, systems and business development because we know we will just not do the work on our own we'll think about it we'll look it up on the internet we'll um and ah about what's the right thing to do but we won't do it and it's the same reason i now pay to go to crossfit because i know i will half ask my exercise on my own whereas if i do that I, I then have someone to answer to and someone there to point out when I'm not doing things right. And it can save me months, maybe even years off my development and off my own fitness journey. I think we've got, sorry, go ahead. You made a good point there, Rob, about at some point, this is like the reason that we're on this podcast now and we are not working in jobs, which we weren't enjoying that much. And we're running a business where we get to help loads of women see amazing results. It's very fulfilling. It's a good job. You know, it's flexibility and it's, I think it's great. The reason we're in that position though is because at some point you have to make the decision to leave your job and take, you know, leave your job and get paid nothing from that job anymore. I had to make the decision that, right, I'm now going to give half my salary to Rob so that both of us can have enough food to eat and, you know, just about scrape by. But the, like the making that decision though, that's never, that's not a nice decision to make. It's not like, it's never going to be an easy decision. A lot of people like to think, you know, oh, we don't know, you know, the time is right, everything, all the planets will align and it will make complete sense. I think at that point, we were looking forward, thinking, right, we're leaving this career that we've just got, we've just got a degree, in fact, we've just spent a huge amount of money, a huge student loan to get a master's degree in mechanical engineering at a really good university. And now we're going to sack off our jobs to start a fitness business, basically for the pursuit of something that could be in the future. Like the, making that decision for now was a bad, like it's, everybody around us probably said that was a terrible decision. But the, the only reason we were able to get something that most people, you know, we've, we've created this great business because we were prepared to make a decision that other people would have, you know, they would have turned left and we decided we were going to turn right and make that decision. And a lot of like all those kind of life-changing things that happen to most people they come when you decide to make one of those big decisions, whether that's like, you know, you're in a relationship that you're not enjoying. Someone's in, a, I don't know, like a shit relationship, an abusive relationship, they're not enjoying it. They make that big decision to suddenly leave one day or like, um, that's another one I had, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> the job one, you know, you're in a job you don't like, you're gonna have to make a big decision to quit that job. You're in a relationship with somebody and you decide you wanna take things to the next level and get married, big decision to make that decision to get married, but it's something, you get something great from it. You're thinking about buying a first house or moving into a di different house. Again, massive decision to make, but it, it makes a big shift in your life. It makes a big sort of fork in the road um, that changes things for you. And these making these decisions is never gonna be easy. And it gets more difficult the more that is at stake. I think one of the reasons we were able to make that decision back then about you know quitting our jobs and starting a business and whatever is because we didn't have a huge amount to lose. We hadn't been in the jobs for that long. Um, you know, it was it was kind of like this is probably the best time to do this when we're young and we're a bit kind of uh, slightly delusional about <laughs> <laughs> about how uh, how difficult it was going to be to succeed, but. Um, that made that made it easy to make this, that decision. And for, for somebody who's like 40, 50 years old, they've worked 20 years or whatever to get to where they are in their career. They're now in this position where they're working 70 hours a week, taking its toll on their health. There's a lot at stake there. There's a, a more money at stake. There's more status at stake. There's a more 
investment in the career at stake. They've also got probably family to look after. They've got other more people that they're going to let down if they make the wrong decision and it doesn't work out. So the more that's on the line, the harder it is to make good decisions and then to make the right decision. And then the, it, that can leave people feeling again, very, uh, very trapped and stuck. The good news is though, with making a fitness decision, I think there's never that much at stake other than admitting maybe you've wasted some time. A job decision is hard. It is, yeah. A fitness decision, the craziest thing we see it a lot is kind of downplaying the impact of it and therefore it seeming, you know, what we do isn't cheap. So it can make what we do seem kind of expensive and it's not cheap, but it works very, very well. And, you know, I spoke to a lady yesterday who got very clear on actually the cost of her not doing anything and how significant that was. And not only on the fact that, you know, her relationship was suffering you know she's constantly now in a bad mood and low energy and you know always moaning to a partner before they have to go out that can't find anything that fits and you know deleting all the holiday photos and putting all that pressure on the family that she cannot doesn't want any photos taken on holiday and it's upsetting everyone else but she also said that actually if i look back over the past 20 i think it's 17 years she'd been struggling with her weight ever since having kids um doing all these sort of crash diets and slowly gaining weight and buying a whole new wardrobe every time um, and investing in loads of different things to help that we're not very sustainable. Just spending years on shakes, years in gyms, loads of money on gyms that we never use. She actually said to me, if I actually look at the cost of all the nice clothes I've bought in all the different sizes, all the gyms I've been members of, the PTs I've paid for that haven't dealt with the root cause of the issue, all the slimming clubs, all the shakes, the impact of all of that and the counseling she had because she wasn't happy because she wasn't looking after health and fitness. She said it was 60,000 pounds that she'd spent on trying to fix this problem and on the knock on effects of, you know, all the clothes, all the holidays ruined because of the situation. So when you get clear on, I think it's a lot easier to make that decision when you're clear on the cost that not making the decision is having, right? The, the cost of staying in the same rut and not doing something different that's going to deal with the root cause of the problems it's going to give you a lifestyle solution that you can stick to for the rest of your life. This actually could be quite expensive. So when this lady made that decision, there was then almost a no brainer to invest a small amount compared to that in, in some coaching to save the next, you know, five years trying to figure it out on her own. And like, we've got loads of examples of this, haven't we? Of people who've made that decision maybe at the time, like almost everyone we speak to who's a member, you know, they're at an unstoppable event with us or something. They say, you know, I was kind of a little bit skeptical before I joined, you know, I didn't know if it was going to work. I didn't know if it was going to be, you know, I thought it looked good, but I didn't know for sure. You never do. And then at the end, they're so glad they did. Like, do you want to give a couple of examples to, to the listeners of, of, of some of our members who've kind of made that difficult decision and changed lots of things? Yeah, for sure. So, First one then is Patricia Fox. So Patricia is a business owner, mother and wife. She kind of hit rock bottom after her mother passed away and slipped into a downward spiral with food, alcohol and weight gain. And then she came to us to take control of her health and take control of her fitness. And from there, she then dropped from a size 14 to a size eight. But at the same time, she also saw big results in her life and her business. She said that her relationship was now better than ever. In her business, she cut down her working hours from four days to three days per week, but also then improved her profitability. 
and I haven't got the exact quote in front of me, but I know she said, um, she basically said that couldn't have been a coincidence. And because she was just feeling better and, um, you know, energy was higher, everything was, you know, she was enjoying life more. Everything else kind of improves, improves with that too. So she is still working with us now inside of our programs and um, still maintaining those results that she's got. All yeah, yeah. Years, years later, she's still the same size and her business is doing even better than ever. So again, it's a pretty cool result that one, isn't it? Mm. From yeah. one, one simple decision. What else? Who else do you reckon is a good example of this? We've got Tony Wells. So Tony's working mum of three who came to Trinity because she wanted to lose the baby weight after having a third child. And she struggled to see results in the past because she felt too unmotivated to get started, which is really um, very, very, very common. And through Trinity, she found the drive, focus, and accountability she needed to lose a stone in three months. Even when she was pushed for time, um, sleep deprived, looking after a three-month-old baby, she was able to succeed. And she put this down to a simple, straightforward approach designed to work specifically for busy women who were, who were just like her. Let me try and find, is it? quote from her somewhere um i've got it here yeah so a quote for her she says um i've lost seven kilos and 16 inches over three months which feels fantastic and i never would have achieved it without this program it's just the right balance of accountability and structure and flexibility to make it sustainable and i guarantee that before she made the decision to join our program um she, she probably didn't enjoy making the decision to step into the program it's very, very rare that somebody joins and they're just like, you know, this is a no brainer. It's always like, mm, I don't know, you know, it's a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of effort. I failed with Weight Watchers and Slimming World and whatever. Uh, what if this doesn't work for me? There's so many questions that come up for somebody before, before making a decision like that. So, yeah. Another good example. I was just going to bring up the, uh, the pictures of these people so I could put them on the screen whilst you do it, but I've been a bit slow. <laughs> but I'll bring up the next one. Go so on, you can try to explain what happened to Naomi and I'll put the picture up this time. So Naomi came to Trinity to transform her body, but she ended up getting more than she signed up for. Hang on. Where's the, uh, where's that quote again? So she saw fantastic results with her body, but also learned to eat and exercise in a way that keeps her body strong and toned. Something that she never thought would be possible based on all the, all the things she tried in the past and, what hadn't worked for her. And when we asked her what she did say to someone thinking of joining, she told us to someone thinking of joining, I would say, do it. It's the best thing I've ever done. Having been miserable and depressed about my body for 20 years, this has been life-changing. So that's a pretty amazing decision to 20 years of struggling. And then in th that was in three months, that whole change in perspective. Yeah, but that, that whole change in perspective um, all came down from one decision. She decided to ask for help. She decided to figure it like, you know, enough is enough. I need to get help with this. She got the help. Then we helped her to make good decisions with her exercise, good decisions with her eating consistently over a three-month period. And all of those little decisions all added up to the results that you've just seen. And that's, that's essentially what it comes down to. It's kind of all the... It's all the little tiny decisions you make on a day-to-day -day basis. Do I have that glass of wine or not? Should I have those crisps? Should I do a workout or should I stay at the office? Um, what should I have for lunch? Should I bother tracking any of my nutrition? 
whatever. It's, it's all those little tiny decisions that add up. And if you aren't incapable of making those little decisions, it, there's no way, there's no way you can succeed. And if you've been incapable of making those decisions in the past, I mean, some people can suddenly mad, like miraculously figure out how to start making better decisions. But usually, I wouldn't say that really happens very often, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I probably wouldn't wait. <laughs> if it hasn't happened yet miraculously, it's probably not going to happen miraculously. Mm. It's probably also not going to happen by doing the things that used to work when you were younger, you had more time, you could get away with a way less specific approach. If you're in your 40s, you need a more specific approach. You need something probably is going to fit around your lifestyle if you've got a busy job or you've got busy family life as well. That's going to make making those decisions easier as well. And the way we do that is by building a strong foundation, building willpower, building resilience through building a rock solid mindset that makes making decisions easy so you can stay motivated. And by the end of the 12 weeks, as you've heard from Patricia, Tony, Naomi, and all, there's all our other case studies as well, people are able to actually feel in control and know how to sustain those good decisions as well long term. So where can people find out more about this if they do want to learn more about what we do? So if you want to start making, if you want to make that first decision that you need to make, which is to learn about what we do, go to fit40info.com. So www.fit40info.com. Put your email address in that box. You will get all of the details of our Fit Over 40 program. And then it's up to you. It's up to you to make that decision whether you want to join us but or do something else. Whatever you decide though, just my recommendation would be don't decide to just keep doing what you're doing now if it's not working. Don't decide to do what you did in the past if that's not working. You're going to need to make a new decision. I've got another Albert Einstein quote here, which is, we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. And it's the same with decisions. We cannot solve our problems with the same level of decision-making that created them. So at some point, you're probably going to have to make a decision that doesn't make sense it doesn't seem to be logical at the time, but that's kind of the decision. It's the, it's the decision where if you look back from after making that decision, thinking about whether the results you want, if you look back at that decision, you'll say, ah, yes, that was a good decision. It was panicky. I didn't, see, didn't know if it was right at the time, but I felt something inside that made me want to make that decision, and that was what changed it all for me. So it's, yeah, there we go. And you, don't, you don't even need to overcomplicate that decision. It doesn't have to be that you join something immediately. Like we do a, a free, completely free, no pressure phone call with anyone who wants to apply for fit over 40. Don't we? And on that phone call, I often hear people, I often get from people, you know, we ask what they're taking away from that conversation about halfway through just to see what you're learning. And so many people say, I just feel so much more motivated. Now I've actually spoken to someone about this. I've kind of explained where I'm at and where I want to go. And I've got much clearer on that already. And so the, the simple decision you could make, as Ben said, is to go to fit40info.com, put your email address in, find out a bit more, and then just apply and we'll have that phone call. And either way, whatever happens, you will much more likely feel much more motivated to do something about this journey because you've taken that first simple step. You don't need to think about the next step. You don't need to think about what you're going to be eating, how you should be working out. We'll explain all of that to you on there, whether you do it with us or not, you will already be much clearer on all of that. And you just need to think about the first decision that you need to make that will get you slightly closer to where you want to be. You don't need to think about decision 10, 20, 30, what you need to be doing at Christmas, what you need to be doing next February, 
just think about what you need to do next and keep it simple. And if you can make that one decision, it's that cascading effect of that one decision that could change everything. So I guess that about wraps it up for today. Head over to fit40info.com to find out more about our Fit Over 40 program. And uh, if you feel like this has resonated with you at all, apply, jump on the phone with us, and the worst case is you'll feel a lot more motivated about where you're going and be much clearer about where you're going. And if you want to join us on our program, that would also be something we'd be more than happy to help you with as well. Mm -hmm.